Hello, everybody. It's Ryan from Pie Records, and I'm here with Chris from Genki Genki Panic. How are you? And how are you doing? Sorry, I got to attack my cat there. <laughs> God, I'm a cat person, so that's cool. Yeah, good to finally be talking to you, man. We've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, like six months ago, we, 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 we started talking a little bit. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So first, let me comment on your shirt, because uh, not only am I a huge Jason Newstead fan, I'm a huge Voivod fan. But yeah, I love all their old stuff. The new stuff's really good, too. It's different. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I guess uh, they kind of went the way of Iron Maiden, where they, they got a little bit more complex and slowed down a little bit. Yeah, kind of refined it. It was less chaos. Yeah, yeah. But the chaos, the chaos was good though. Yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah, I probably tell from our band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so uh, let's get to you. You, you put what what you told me is you put out eighteen releases, um, but two in the last year, one in twenty twenty and one in twenty twenty one. Is that correct? I think there's four this year. Four this year. We're putting out another. Yeah, we have a. The seven inch coming out of uncommon interest. We did the uh Lidneys, not the Lidneys, the um Spookonia, and then the new one Mutronics, and there's another one in there somewhere. And the uh Chiefs tribute. Oh yeah, the Chiefs, yeah. Um so tell me how you and Noah know each other. Actually, uh, I've talked to him for a while on back and forth between Instagram, and I actually got to finally meet him at the uh, Atlanta Surf Stomp. We hung out for a while there. Are you guys going to be working together? Yeah, I think we've talked about putting out uh, Lidneys of Surf and uh, another one of our EPs out with him, hopefully next year. Awesome. Um, I, I was listening to your albums on uh, as much as I could on uh, iTunes. Some of them even list you as punk when it, it's quite obvious it's surf. Uh, and, and it's funny because the more surfy it got, the more it said punk in the oh, description. Yeah, yeah. In the description. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of all over the place. Like, we always play with, like, death metal bands and punk bands. And, and we're kind of like, we were always like, well, we can be faster than the death metal bands and play, play more notes than the punk bands. Like, you know what I mean? Just yeah, try yeah. To, try to keep it interesting. We went from that to wherever we are now, which is way out there. Uh, one, one cool thing I, I noticed is on your latest single, which I, I, I think is your latest single, there's, uh, um, the addition of some, some extra instruments. Uh, I thought I heard horns and the theremin. Um, am I correct? Uh, we've had those on most of the older, which one was that? Was that the, uh, the vinyl, the, uh, gas human being? The yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one's more like uh, like Vic Mizzy, like uh, Martin Denny, '60s like TV show themes. Yeah, we yeah, try totally. to like every EP. Like this newest one's like Gary Newman and Devo mixed with like thrash. Yeah, totally, totally. We so try to just every release we try to do completely like something completely different than the last one. Let Let's talk about that. Um, when you got started, when did you get started? 
And how did it all come to be? Was it like one big idea, a progression of records of, you know, we're going to add more as we go along or how, how did you guys start and progress? Well, uh, the band started in 2013. I was in a noise rock band called Uncle Touchy that was kind of like Jesus Lizard and Melvin's and stuff like that. And then we lost our singer right before we went on tour to like Canada. So I took like a year off just talking to some friends and I've always wanted, my first band was a surf band. The first band I was in when I was like 13 and we would do stuff like, uh, like the Monsters theme and Beetlejuice and things like that. And was, we've always talked about doing another surf band. And then we had some free time. I talked to my friend Joey and he was, he was down with the idea. So, you know, just one day. And then within two weeks, we had our first album done and recorded. Wow. Wow. So what year was that? 2000. It was the end of 2013. I think January, 2014. So that is an incredible amount of output that you guys have. Uh, What, what keeps you going? Um, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm total workaholic. Like we have around 80 new songs we haven't even touched yet. Plus we have this EP and then another EP coming out. Like there's so many songs. I don't know. It's just every day. I just want to, I'm like an agent of chaos. You know, I just want to constantly be pushing the genre, doing <laughs> different things. Like, like you said, the cool thing about you guys is you never seem to do the same thing twice from album to album even from what i've heard they're distinct in their in their in their own existence like compare comparably to each other yeah i don't i don't ever want to be comfortable in the genre you know it's like if you have seven songs that sound like the same song what's what's the point you know right right so you when you were you said when you were 13 you were in a surf band was that more traditional type surf or or more dick dalish pulp fiction kind of surf we wanted to be traditional. We just weren't good. So, <laughs> we were like surf punk, you know. <laughs> so we would have liked more like Agent Orange with less notes. <laughs> so, well, that's good to compare yourselves to. <laughs> yeah, I love Agent Orange. Was a huge influence. Yeah, they uh, they were uh, Living in Darkness is coming out for the next record store day. They're they're repressing it. Yeah. Which uh, I was like, because if you go online and try to get like a, a, a pressing of it, it's like insanely expensive. I still have that. That's awesome. I could retire on that. Yeah, probably. Probably. It's a lot. You just sell it before record store day and then buy the new one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there's a couple versions of it. Uh, I was talking to uh, Johnny Fink from, uh, from Missing Fink Records. And he's like, it looks like Mickey Mouse. Whenever something's done cheaply, he calls it Mickey Mouse. And I said, I don't know, man, because he knows the guys in that band. And uh, he's like, I'll check in with them to see if they have anything to do with it. But who knows? Isn't Dave the drummer for that band now, Dave Klein? I don't know. I've spoken with Dave, but um, not to an extent where I, I was trying to get to interview him. I would find out probably through that that he if he was or not yeah he's he's like the josh freeze of surf he's everywhere yeah yeah the gas three ones uh he's in every he's the genre it's insane yeah yeah plus he plus he records so i don't know where he gets his where he gets his time from yeah so when you decided to start a surf game 
the second time around. What what were your where did you draw inspiration from to 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 specifically get the sound you wanted? Uh, we started out. We were um, like what initially made me want to buy a guitar was uh, the Dick Dale uh, Wedge Paradiso video on MTV 120 Minutes. Oh I yeah, see and I'd heard I heard the uh, Miserloo, and I just didn't know it, it was pre-internet, you know. So I didn't know what that was. And then I saw the uh, Wedge Paradiso video and was like, like, I have to buy a guitar. But that was the thing that initially made me get into it. And, and we've been talking like Ghastly Ones was another huge influence. Like I picked up that album in like 98, I guess, when Zombie Go Go first started. And that was a huge influence. And it's just been a thing that we'd always talked about. Like one day we'll do a surf band, you know. And uh, we started out the first wave of that we were doing video game covers surf style so we would just do like castlevania and metroid but just do it in the uh-huh. 60s surf stuff. and then we found out another band might be doing that so we switched it up turns out that band didn't do that at all and we just changed it for no reason but <laughs> you know that's, that's what the uh, the whole album happened the first album and we recorded that like i wrote the songs in 10 days and we recorded it in six hours wow it was just it was a two piece. I played bass and guitar, and my friend Joey played drums. Awesome. Awesome. There is actually a band, I think they're in Maine called the Zoras, and he, uh, he does uh, video game stuff. I think Nintendo stuff specifically, Zelda. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did Zelda on one of our albums, but that was initially, we just did all covers, and we thought someone else was doing it, so we changed it, and then it turns out. That wasn't the case. They just had eight bit art. And, yeah. Did you and did you did you hear the classical uh, comp that was put out by Surf Bands? Uh, I've seen it. I haven't heard it. No, uh, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Was that a, was that on Otitis too? I want to say Sharawaji, but I'm not sure. Okay, we actually I think we're reissuing Spooky Fingers with them. Oh, cool! In January. Oh, January. Good, good. Um, We're in Tennessee and Georgia, so we've been like so far away from everything. We've just been putting out massive amounts of stuff and no one even knows we exist. (laughs) Well, that's not true. (laughs) I mean, as far as like labels and stuff, like people are finally picking up and then it's like, yeah, we have 18 releases, like, but no one even knew because we're out here in the middle of nowhere. How do you uh, get together to jam or do you trade? Do you, do you trade tracks and then kind of just build the songs off of that? Usually, like, everyone in my band is insanely talented musicians, and I'm, I'm insane. I'm not I'm, – I'm okay, you know? But <laughs> these guys are, like, real musicians, and I'll usually, like, put out the rough idea, record the whole songs, and send them stuff back and forth programmed, and then they come in and retrack everything to their liking. Very it's good cool. when you have real musicians. Like I said, I, I'm more <laughs> of like an agent of chaos, and it's just like let's make this as weird as possible. I I loved the the TV show EP that well the, the themed TV show uh, like the monsters and the, I I thought the use of the theremin in there was was not not overused. It it was used yeah. as as a melody, and I thought rather than have it stick out, it was more part of the song was that was that the goal yeah uh that that was like uh, I, I learned how to play guitar 
basically like Dick Dale made me want to buy a guitar, but it was pre-internet. So you had to like teach yourself or know someone. And I would just learn TV themes, like from those uh, television's greatest hits records. I would just learn how to play those, like just teach myself. And there's yeah. a lot of in there, you know, you can hear that a lot of cartoon themes. Yeah. Like I, I didn't hear, I didn't hear Led Zeppelin until I was like 17, you know? Wow. So, so it's like, that was a way more like Danny Elfman, um, Richard, like Richard Band, like horror movie soundtracks were way bigger influence than any like rock band. What's, what's your favorite uh, soundtrack? Honestly, probably Ed Wood, which is the only non Danny Elfman, Tim Burton soundtrack. That it's Howard Shore. Go ahead. Uh, it, it's Howard Shore and it's got more of like the exotica, like, um, like Martin Denny Exotica stuff and uh, Corla Pandit. You know, there's a lot of bongos in there. But yeah, that's probably my favorite. I love that movie. That movie was yeah. balls out, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, very similar to playing in a surf band, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just surround yourself with people that support your insane ideas. Cool, cool. Uh, so... When you when you when you get ready to put out an album or EP, do you have set in your mind oh, well, this is gonna go digital and I wanna promote it this way? This is gonna go on CD or this is gonna go on vinyl. Uh, do you have a preference or do you have um what there's a uh, practical way of choosing which medium you want to use? We initially first three albums we did CD only. And we sold out of those pretty quickly, but then there was a huge shift in people not buying CDs for like five or six years. And it's coming back around now. People are buying CDs again, but we've, uh, we mostly just do digital. And this is the first vinyl we've had out the one coming out in yes, next Saturday. And where, who's putting that out? That's on uncommon interest. Okay. I'm through the six foot plus podcast. Okay, cool. Um, so where people are going to be able to find that? Uh, we have them on our band camp now. Like the record label sold out like two days into the pre-orders. We, we still don't even have them in our hands. And uh -huh. uh, we put them on our page and we've only got around 20 left, which is crazy. Wow. It'd be nice to keep a couple for yourselves, right? Yeah, I think we, we're actually already talking about repressing it. So. Oh, nice. You're going to do like a, like a different variant? Yeah, I think we're going to go different colors with the vinyl. But awesome. That one had like a like black and white comic variant and like 80s body horror splatter variant. So there's already like three versions of that one. Oh, okay. Um, so what's going on right now besides um, it's a 45, correct? It's a seven inch? Yes. Yes, that oh. one's the Munch, which is a re-recording of the first song we ever did from 2013. Plus the two new ones. And which is, uh, oh, go ahead. No, which is it's more like gas human beings, kind of like Jesus lizard meets monsters. And yeah. Uh, and the other one was um, I'm trying to think Mothman Dingo effect. I did for a short film for my friend's horror submission. Oh, I would love to and, see that. Yeah, it's uh, I'll send you a link. It's on it's on YouTube. I believe. Oh, awesome, awesome. Uh, 
so I I really enjoyed some of the the song titles that that you choose. It's one of my favorite things about uh, surf bands is they they kind of have uh, theme a theme running through the whole album, you know. And I I, I guess grammatically they 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 can they they can steer that in a direction even more. But one of the craziest song titles you have. And I don't know if people get the reference is two girls in a casket. Oh yeah. Two girls, one casket. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> can say that over a microphone and everyone loses their shit. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the new ones are way, way worse. Like we're, it, it's like satirizing like grindcore death metal bands, like cannibal corpse and like cattle decapitation, but in the dumbest, it's like the longest way around a really dumb joke. Yeah, yeah. So it's no one gets it, and it's only funny to us. But as long as we can crack each other up in yeah. between songs on a microphone, I got. I was at work, and you know how you should be at work. You know you can't look at shit on the on the work computers. And uh, I, I was there one day. It was kind of a slow day, and one of my coworkers came over to me and said, "Google this: two girls, one cup." And I did, and. Uh, she stood on the other side of the computer so she couldn't see it to watch my reaction. And uh, I could almost smell it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I want people to say that about our albums. I can almost smell it. <laughs> Maybe you could get like scratch and sniff for the cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I want the audio equivalent of scratch and sniff that's what we're going <laughs> but yeah even on our last video we had like the mr hands reference and the warty jubert it's all just like the most grotesque internet subgenres <laughs> which makes it funny you know we've got a that one song massive severed lap hog in a pringles can <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. and the new album's even dumber but but like uh like, like you say that it's dumber, but it kind of goes with the mood of the song. It's kind of chaotic, the, the, the song titles. Like I said, we want to have the, the longest, most intelligent way around a really dumb joke. And that's, <laughs> and that's more Kind of like uh, things like Mr. Bungle and Phantom Moss. And, Mr. So, Bungle. Like, like uh, Do you, you hear about Mike Patton? Canceled the tour. Yeah. Mental health. I yeah that. that was a bummer yeah he's uh he was on such a run there in like 2005 to 2010 where he was putting out like 30 albums a year yeah like, i don't know how and then he sang the opera that was great yeah. that's a, that's on youtube mondo Kane or mondo Kane. yeah yeah and the dude does yeah, like 13, 13 languages or something yeah he's constantly pushing the envelope like um like the Tomahawk Anonymous album, the whole thing was using Native American scales and Native American language, but it was a metal album. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate things like that. Like, it, it's easy to be technically good and, and just shred guitar and write great songs, but like, if you're making it interesting, I would way more, way more be interested in hearing that, you know? I was, uh, I, I was waiting for the Mr. Bungle, uh, album to come out the the new one the 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 thrash album and yeah, I was, the, so, so i was listening listening to it uh listening to it on my my way home in the car 
from work, it was like one o'clock in the morning. And I felt like I was 16 again. Like it was because the songs were written at that time. It yeah. just it just reminded me so much of God. I remember all those parties where all we did was listen to thrash and talk shit. And yeah, it, it's crazy to hear those guys do it now where they're like, you know, these untouchable icons of music and they're doing this album that sounds like Guar, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy to see that. Like you you wouldn't expect Mike Patton to go from Mondo Kane back to that thrash album. Yeah. But it just shows he's kind of got his hand everywhere. He likes so much different stuff. Yeah, he's always putting out interesting music. Like you can never say what he's doing is boring. What was that one um with the skeleton with the with the six fingers? Uh that was the cover. Um I don't know what it was called but that was that was more like a, a like a prelude to the the new bunkle album oh yeah uh, oh yeah i know what you're talking about it was uh dead cross maybe yeah that's it yeah it, it's hard to it's it's like melvin's it's it's like i'm 16 albums behind because i'm still appreciating the yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. two years ago. it's like I, I love you guys melvin's you're awesome i love you guys but like I need some time to catch up. Like, I don't know how you record that. <laughs> well, you, that that's the way I was with Iron Maiden. I, like, uh, I had a couple of kids, and uh, in there growing up, they put out like 10 fucking albums. <laughs> I was like, okay, now I got to go back and listen to these. <laughs> yeah, those, those last four have been awesome, where they have all three guitarists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just mind blowing, and they're still what are they like 60 mid 60s now? That's insane, yeah. Probably mid 60s, yeah. And and the fact that Steve Harris can still play his bass like that is nuts, yeah. yeah those guys are killing, man. So, um, what's up next? You have the, the, the seven inch coming out. Um, we talked about Noah a little bit, we talked about uh, Sherwaji maybe putting something out for you. Um, what is what is coming up in say the next year? Um, we have that Mutronics album coming out next week, and like I said, that's more like Gary Newman, Oingo Boingo, like mixed with Swans. It's it's way out there, and we've got a Christmas album that should be back on Spotify soon. We're remastering that. We have uh, I think we're on the Ventures tribute next year from Music Recordings, and. Um, like I said, Noah, we've we've talked about putting uh, Litanies of Surf and Beyond the Black Reverb on vinyl with Otitis. And I think we're doing like Creepy Fest and maybe some shows in Seattle and California. So we got oh, a lot awesome. of stuff going on. Wait, where is there like a central location where you guys will all meet to jam the practice for the shows? Yeah, we're in a, like half of us live in Georgia, the other half live in Tennessee. So we're we're pretty close. Like about an hour outside of atlanta oh okay okay i thought there was uh a, a more of a distance yeah when we first started like i guess six eight months in we were three hours apart in every direction and we would just send files back and forth on dropbox and show up to shows and play wow and how that did was, that work that was it was a lot of anxiety yeah <laughs> like we had I think five drummers in one year and it was just, we lost our original drummer for health issues. And he, he was, you know, he was a little older than us. And 
it's it's weird for an an adult to play basements and sleep on floors and you know, yeah it, it's hard to justify that like i've been doing it since i was like 13 like we've done tours where we sleep in a cemetery or sleep in a stranger's <laughs> basement on concrete and like recently you know? <laughs> someone with like health issues to do that it's you know it's hard yeah yeah i i would really be interested in hearing that christmas album if, it, if it's anything like the things you've done so far yeah we did a, a venom song we did in league with santa <laughs> Yeah, we did, uh, <laughs> we did like an Irish pop punk. Uh, we're a couple of misfits, and we did. Uh, we've got a song called Pink, Pink Nightmares, which is like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas mixed with Fallout Boy and Misfits, and all the lyrics are are like dialogue from a Christmas story. Oh wow! So yeah, it, it it's like I said, it's all over the place. It's awesome. Uh, is there is there anything that I might have left out? Uh, maybe a way to, for people to contact you, um, book shows, buy merch, uh, check out your music. Is it or is there anything else I might have left out that you want to talk about? Um, usually, like as far as links go, we've got the link tree. It's got everything. We have like two hundred and eighty different designs in our in our merch store, and, like. We usually we roll into into places and we'll have like eighteen different shirt designs. Like it, it's overkill. To, it part of the joke is that it's overkill to an extent, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the Spinal Tap version of of what like making fun of ourselves and the situation. It's like yeah, we have we have forty six shirts. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, all the links are on there. Um, merch on Bandcamp, and I think. Like I said, uh, Sharawaji should have the new records maybe January. And I think all of those will have to come through those guys. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for talking to me. I'm very appreciative that Noah put us in contact. And uh, it was worth the wait. So just seeing you in that Voivod shirt, it was worth the wait. I appreciate it, man. It was great talking to you. It was great talking to you, too. Uh, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, it seems like you guys are doing great. I hope I hope you come over to the East Coast, uh, maybe maybe Philadelphia in, in our neck of the woods. Okay. Yeah, I think um, we're actually coming here maybe June. Maybe oh, nice. June. We've, we've talked. Yeah, we try to we try to do the East Coast a couple times a year before COVID at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, it would be great to meet you guys and uh, talk some uh, some music, some movies. Uh, I'm a huge horror movie fan, even the old stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I think we'd have a lot to talk about. It sounds good. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, man. Well, you have a great night. You too. Great talking to you.